listening to Confessions of a CEO. This is the show where I'll be taking you behind the laptops and lives of some of the best and brightest female minds in the online business game. The frank, funny, and inspiring chats that we have behind closed doors are about to be revealed. This is the secret sauce that you need to hear that's going to help you and blow your mind at the same time. No fluff, just all of the honest good stuff. I'm your host, Mel Moore. I'm a CEO, embodiment, and business coach for female online entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of a boutique, virtual assistant agency. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome to this episode. I'm really, really excited for you to listen to this conversation. Melissa Lane is an integrative nutrition health coach and the host and founder of the self-development podcast, The Lifecraft. She is passionate, 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 passionate about holistically helping people create more energy and true transformation in their body, mind and spirit so they can have a bigger experience of life. Her metaphysical approach to health brings clarity, direction and positive support for her clients. And it's that passion that led her to create the podcast, The Life Craft, a top self-development podcast from South Africa to empower you to create a life you're excited to wake up to. She helps you every day remember your innate power and step into it fully. I just think this woman is going to blow your brain in a really good way. I have been friends with her for a minute. We met in a Facebook group. God love some online networking. Um, And just this conversation is going to be really powerful about us as entrepreneurs and how we forget to take care of ourselves and what we can do to really nourish um, our body and our minds as we run our businesses. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, my darling soul. I'm so excited that you're here and thank you for coming and having these conversations with me today. I've always loved chatting to you from the moment that we connected. I think it was in a Facebook group and we just did one of those like chatty market research calls and we were like, we should be friends. (laughs) So good. Thank goodness for that. So it's an honor. It's an absolute honor to be here and uh, love your podcast. So I am so excited about today's conversation. Oh, me too. Me too. So I thought we could start with you sharing a little bit about your your journey um, and how you got to where you've got now. Because I know for us, we have we have a commonality, which is one of the things that we bonded on is I was I spent a lot of my life behind the scenes in the music industry and you were in front and then life changed and you've completely shifted and you're now in this beautiful, empowering place of wellness coaching and supporting incredible women to do wonderful things with their health and their bodies and their lives. So how did you begin and how did you get to where you are now? Oh my goodness. If someone asks a question like that, I always think like, where do I really start? But I used to, I grew up in South Africa in in a small city, let's put it that way. It's a city, but it feels like a small town. And I started with music and singing when I was really, really young. And I always thought, that's what I want to do. I want to sing and I want to make people happy. And I started writing songs and doing shows. And that's what I did for the first part of my life. I know I I got my first little paycheck when I was 12, a literal check um, where I was paid to sing for the first time in my life. And I'm like, what kind of world is this? And it was a whirlwind from there, really amazing highlights. And I was really blessed at such a young age to be able to perform and write songs and just be creative in that space. But I got my first little paycheck for my first gig and I absolutely loved it. But there's always a flip side to the industry. And I didn't really like the flip side of it. Um, There was a lot of attention on how I looked, how skinny I was, how much money I was bringing 
in, how much I could work. And I started realizing that this, this magical dream life that I thought I'd have as a singer, songwriter was actually not giving me any fulfillment. And I didn't have the skills growing up to know how to create fulfillment for myself. And I started to burn out. I wasn't at home for most of the time. I had a lovely home and I had a cat and I barely saw them. Like I saw her. I didn't spend time with any of my friends. I was always obsessed with being skinny and being small and what people thought about me and being likable and being the good girl and just not offending anyone and just being sellable. And I broke down in a hotel room right before a show. And I can remember sitting on the floor in the hotel room. It was a real eat, pray, love moment. And I was just going like, this cannot be life. How can something that I've wanted for such a long time cause me so much unhappiness? How could something that I've wanted since I was a little girl make Mm. me so unhappy? And I realized that I couldn't go on that way. But just like life is, it's not just one moment. And there you've got all of the solutions and you sort out your life. But that was kind of the catalyst for me, opening my awareness, looking at my life differently, asking the right questions, seeing the red flags more than I did when I just really tried to force myself into this dream that I had. Because growing up, as a lot of your listeners might also know, you feel like you pick one thing when you're younger and that's what you do. And you build that career, whether it works or not. And you kind of have to sacrifice and you just have to push through and you just have to be strong. And I had to get to a point where I realized that the dream that I had when I was a little girl might not be the purpose that I was Mm -hmm. supposed to fulfill on this Mm. earth and it was slowly killing me and I didn't have the inner strength, the resources to make it in this industry and still be true to myself and still like myself and still find fulfillment. So (laughs) I got a little quarter life crisis at 25 and I dropped my entire life after being on holiday for like two weeks. The first break I had, the first vacation I had since I was 16 Wow. And I was, I was next to a river on a little resort for two weeks. And I thought, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell everyone I'm not going back. I'm going to live off of savings for just like six months. And I'm just going to find myself. It's been seven years and <laughs> I'm still finding myself and I never went back. And it was so, it was such an abrupt decision, but mm-hmm. it felt like, Sometimes the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, gives you these opportunities to change your life. And a lot of times we have all of these neuroses in our minds about who we should be, how life should look, what we should be doing, all our shoulds. And in that moment, I had been open to different suggestions, asking the right questions, being open to the cues of the universe so that when that happened, when that little small gap happened, I took it. And it wasn't a decision I made on my own. People helped me and I asked for help. And I always think that's one of the biggest parts of my personal journey. I didn't do it alone. Mm. It looked like it because I was a child whose mom went no contact with her after being really upset that I deviated from the plan that she had for me. 
the yeah. friends that I had didn't thought I was crazy and thought I was a really off kilter for just stopping the successful career. My managers and people in business who I spent the most time with were angry at me, wanting me to pay back things. I was like, take the money. I don't care. And I literally started my life over with two suitcases wow. and no plan. But I wow. asked for help and I was willing to take it. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that when we're in that space of change, it feels like a rebirth. And I think yeah. we forget that no one gives birth alone. And if you do, it's really yeah. hard. When you birth anything new into this world, you've got a team of people around you, people helping you, people supporting you, people who've been there, people who know more than you, people just holding your hand or giving you ice cubes. And it looks messy and it's painful and it's scary and it's something you've never done before and you don't know what to expect. And it can feel really overwhelming, but have people there and be willing to ask for help. So mm. out of that, I literally just took whatever job I could get, just like being no one, being nowhere. And I started living on a farm and I started my whole life over. And out of that, grew the love that I've had since I was a little girl for health and wellness because of my own journey. I had to heal my own body. I had to heal my own mind. I had to learn how to break free from a really destructive relationship with food, how to be okay in my own skin and how to start life over, how to create a fulfilling life. Cause it's not something we do naturally. And now I get to teach that to amazing women. I help them with their wellness journeys. I help mm -hmm. them to create more fulfillment through health and wellness. That's the mm -hmm. key to fill yourself up to a point where you don't need anything else to fill you. And now I have a podcast where I get to speak to amazing people like you that inspire and help me to just learn all of the things that I felt like I missed the class on in life. And um, it's just a beautiful life that I've been able to create. And I want to put emphasis on the word create because it was something I had to learn how to do. And it's something yeah. that I had to choose to do consciously over and over again. It really is a little creation. It's not just something that happens. No, and I think there's so much you said there that I kind of want to go back to. And one of the things is, especially when we grew up as kids, depending on how we're raised and who we're raised around, you, you're sort of told what your journey is, what your path is. And some parents are way more prescriptive than others in the society around them too. And you sort of gone into this thing, which was a love and a joy, right? You love to sing. And then it got monetized and then it took on a life of its own. And that's the kind of danger, right? When you're monetizing joy, that you might lose the love of it. And you had to kind of unpick that, but you also had to unpick your identity with it. And so how did you, like, what were the questions you were asking yourself? Because you said you had to ask yourself a lot of questions to figure out who I was, what was the, what were the questions that you were asking yourself to help you kind of navigate through a time? Like what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that helped me is I absolutely knew that I did not know what the hell I was doing. So mm. I was really open to learning from books and podcasts and people. And it was Michael Beckwith who shared that we ask disempowering questions to ourselves. So we'll ask what's wrong with me. Why does um, nothing ever work out for me? Yeah. Why is life so difficult? Why am I so unfulfilled? And life will always being the beautiful 
absolutely for you, 100% energy that life and this universe is, will give you exactly what you asked for. So if you ask what's wrong with me, life will be like all of these things. And if you ask like, why is life so hard? Because it's a polarity planet and we've got all of these problems and that'll be in your consciousness. And we can take it to the energetic and spiritual level, but we can also just look at um, our brains and how they work. If I tell you I'm buying a new car and it's yellow, you'll be like, yellow car? That's so strange. No one ever drives a yellow car. But if you go drive down your street, you'll start seeing yellow cars wherever they are. It's your reticular activating system that just kicks into higher drive. So I think we have that on an energetic level as well as in our physical matter, which Mm -hmm. is our brains. And when we ask these disempowering questions, which I did, I really did. I I started feeling unfulfilled and I started leaning towards the negative. It's a safety response. We all do it. But I would ask like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't things working out? Why is this job that I loved not fulfilling me? And I had to switch my mind to what is it that I loved about the job? What did Mm. I love about singing? And my, my brain and my spirit would say, you always wanted to make people happy. And then I started deconstructing it and I was like, well, but there are different ways to make people happy. And I make people happy by sharing kindness and I make people happy by being a light and I make people happy by sharing my story and I make people happy in way more ways than just singing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started building up my self-confidence. And I was like, why did I, why, even if it doesn't look like it, do things always work out for me? And then life would answer with all of these beautiful ways of like, you're, you're a child of the universe. You're always taken care of. You came for a purpose and you've got a beautiful team helping you out with that purpose. And whether it's people, whether it's in the spiritual realm, you were always taken care of. You're not shipping in anything from other planets. So everything you need is already here. You just need to open yourself up to it. And I think it was more of asking empowering questions of myself and allowing life to answer me and mm-hmm. having that glimmer of hope. Um, Mm -hmm. that glimmer of, wow, if I just change something as simple as the type of questions I ask myself, Mm -hmm. I can get completely different answers and I can imbue my consciousness with completely different information. And that will lead to different thoughts, which will lead to different actions and Mm -hmm. it'll lead to a different life eventually. And that's literally how it started for me. So Mm -hmm. it sounds idyllic and it sounds really easy. It's not it's a conscious choice you need to make all the yes. time. We are programmed to to kind of want to be safe. And, and in safety, we have a negativity bias. And that's perfect. And that's beautiful. And you need to follow that too. But following your intuition and trying to create a new life from a place of survival mode is not the best because you kind of have to break free from your past, like Joe Dispenza says, to be able to create a different future. And what so many of us do is we ask these disempowering questions. We think the same thoughts, we do the same things, and we want a different result. And that's just not how it works on this planet. So you kind of need to learn how to play the game of the reality that you're in. Yeah. And that's the work, isn't it? Because we're not sitting here saying, oh, just only think positive thoughts. You can't have negative thoughts because it's an impossibility. That just isn't the way we function. It's a gradual retraining of 
yourself and having the self-awareness, I think, to keep doing the work when, you know, you think, oh, my launch is failing or I haven't got anyone through the door. No one's going to sign up. It's like, what about playing in the possibility and offering the positive opposite, right? That's what you're saying. Absolutely. And I think it's the, the integration of both aspects of you because sometimes you need to let things go. And I know that my life is a testament to that as well. My life is a testament to absolute freaking perseverance and ambition. And just like, I will knock on the door till I get a yes. That was me in my singing career. But on the other side of it was also, this was a season. This was not my entire identity. I am Mm. not a singer. I am not a songwriter. I am not a performer. I am so much more than that. I'm a multidimensional, multifaceted being, and I'm allowed to tap into all of those aspects. But it's scary. Yeah. And what comes up for me is a question of how do we make, as business owners, how do we not make our whole business our entire identity? How much time do you have? I still struggle with that. I think it's got a lot to do. I I come back to the word consciousness. Um, I think we're in an age where we need to be really aware of ourselves and of motives and of everything. So I think we've shifted from time being our greatest commodity to our focus and attention being our greatest commodity. And we are so focused on the outside world and we're so focused on our business and we're so focused on our phone and everything that people are trying to sell to us and all the corporations vying for our attention that we should really just take a moment to put that focus inwards. And when we put that focus inwards for just a second a day, like I start off with my clients a minute a day, just a minute a day, sitting in silence or focusing on yourself. Then you start realizing what your motives are for doing things. And when you start unpacking your motives for doing things, you really get to know yourself better. So for most of my life, the reason why I was a singer and a songwriter, I thought was to make other people happy. But when I really sat with myself and I really was brutally honest with myself, I realized, no, it was to make my mom happy and to get us out of poverty and to be seen differently in the eyes of people. It really like making other people happy was like a byproduct. It was like, okay, great. Let me just use that as the excuse. But that was not the true essence of why I did things. And everything I did was imbued with that energy. So if you take a look at your business and you ask yourself, why are you doing, why are you in that business? Even if it's something as simple as I want to make money, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine for all my Capricorns out there and A-type personalities. But why do you want the money? You always have an underlying current flowing through your life of I want more freedom. I want validation. I want significance. I want to prove someone wrong. I want to prove someone right. I want to I want to make someone proud. I want to make myself proud. I want to break free from this life that I'm living. I actually want fulfillment. Whatever your current is, is absolutely fine. That's up to you. You're a creator. You came here to create. Do that. But is it serving you? Mm. Is putting your entire identity on your business serving you? Or are you limiting yourself by doing that? Because you're actually so much more than that. Mm Mm-hmm. You're actually so much more than that. Yeah. I always start with my client's end vision and I ask about their life, not their business, because 
business is the vehicle that gives you the life you want. That's the thing to work backwards from. Not all the money and the clients. What do you want your actual life to look like? How do you want it to be lived well? What feels good to you? And they look at me like I have four heads and I'm like, "Mm -hmm, no, play with me here. (laughs) Because when we understand our underlying motives, everything makes sense. And I remember having a conversation on my podcast with Vix Meldrew and she just has this, has developed this radical self-awareness and baking that into everything she does has just made business make more sense for her and give her the life that she wants. And, you know, it's it's a really, really important question. Like, why do you want to succeed? Because you have money. Why do you want to make money? And then someone's sitting there going, I hadn't thought about this. It's like, no. And that's why there's sometimes a disconnect with our businesses and our results because we haven't aligned them with why we're doing it in the first place. And sometimes, as you say, to prove someone else wrong is a very sandy, rocky foundation to build a house on. (laughs) It It is. And I've been petty enough to do that. So for all my petty people out there, I'm one of you. Like I've been that. I'm like, if you ever watch Brooklyn, Brooklyn nine, nine, I'm like captain Holt. I will like go at pettiness for days. I really have that streak in me, but it's the energy in that will run out a lot quicker than Mm. aligning with fulfillment and what you believe your purpose is at that moment. I don't believe we have one purpose. That's just my belief. I believe that life brings up different things for you to be purposeful in and you choose your purpose at that time. So if you make your entire identity, your business, but you might need to shift your purpose into being a great partner and supporting your partner because they became ill or being a mom and really focusing in on that because that's your journey. Now having just this one purpose and tying it to an external thing, like a business or a relationship or the economy of whatever, it's too risky for me. So I like to be open to knowing that my purpose can change and my purpose can evolve and that it's not just this one constant thing and that I never tie my identity, the who am I, the I am presence of me. I will not tie to anything on this freaking planet and I will not tie it to anything that I have no control over because it's just unfulfilling for me. Mm, And I love that so much because it gives permission and a really positive way of looking at, you know, my mom, my mom always used to say to me, have many strings to your bone, you'll never go hungry. And they're like kamikaze through life doing all the things. And some people would see it as a failure to stick at one thing, right? You know, jack of all trades, master of none, isn't the full expression. Um, And it, it's just having the understanding that actually we constantly evolve as people. We are constantly changing and growing. I know I won't be the same human six months from now. And so I give my business the flexibility to move with me through the changes, mm. knowing that I'm kind of the anchor and I will evolve and grow only for the better. And that the things around me, they need to flex and move. Like we're not going to be the same people doing the same things. So it's almost like we look back and go, all the things that you've done are great and you were meant to do them at that time and don't make yourself wrong for that, which I can imagine is, yeah, is, is, and it's a productive upbringing as well where like you're supposed to do one thing for the rest of your life and you're like, I'm so sorry, that's not realistic in this day and age anymore. (laughs) We have choices, abilities to change who we are, what we do. And it's just remembering that it's not wrong. It's a part of how you evolve as a human. Like we don't stay the same. I mean, it only gets better, 
but we do shift and change often. And I think especially for women that you're allowed to change. I know working with women for such a long time, women seem very resistant to changing their identity and having who people think they are change. I don't know. I don't know if it's imbued in the society that we've grown up in or our culture, or I don't know what it is, but I really see women struggling more than I've seen men struggle to just break free from a previous identity. And it's that coming back to Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, your personality or your identity, the story you tell yourself about who you are really creates your personal reality. We will always revert back to who we believe we are. And for Mm. you to experience any type of change in your business or personal life or health for that matter, you need to change your identity. Who are you? What do you believe? How do you go about life? And if you're not willing to look at that and you're not willing to change that, your life, your business, your health will stay the same. So I think we really need to open our minds up to know that every different part of our life, everything that happens in our life will require a different version of us and we're allowed to tap into them. And they might might not always be pretty and we might not always know how to handle it and we might feel strange and we might break free from the idea that people have of who we are and that's okay too because you're allowed to be multidimensional it's actually why you came. Yes, yes, to all of that. And in the work that you do, when you're coming across, you know, female business owners, because I imagine your audience is wide, people who have jobs, people who run their own businesses. But with the entrepreneur side of things, is there a common theme or common problems that come up as a result of someone who owns a business and comes to work with you? And how do you help them? Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. You put your health and wellness last. You put your health and wellness last. I think they have, I always say it's like a little triangle and they have put the triangle on its head. So health and wellness is the foundation of everything you do. If you don't have energy, you can't do anything. That's why the first part of all of my courses and one-on-one coaching is energy. I need to get your energy to a point where you actually want to do all of the things, want to create the change, have the energy to do the mental work, have the energy to move your body more, have the energy to make the necessary changes. And energy does not come from food. It doesn't. Food helps. But energy comes from a bunch of different places. And you're an energetic being and you have life force energy flowing in and out of you all the time. And sometimes it gets stuck and it's stagnant because of emotions. Sometimes it's our environment, not really allowing our energy to flow. Sometimes it is your physical body and something counterproductive like movement will actually create more energy than rest will. But sometimes you just need to freaking rest, but not your body, your mind and your spirit. So we need to look at where energy is in your body, where it's leaking. And then I need to show you how to create energy, how to put energy back into your system, like in a holistic way, like I can go full woo woo. So we can work with like the luminaries and the moon, or we can go to yoga practices, breath work, cold showers, food, eating light, eating energetically, flowing with your beautiful body system, 
women especially, working with your cycles of your body, that puts energy in your body and the energy that's imbued in there, you know how to let it out when you need to, put some back in when you need some more energy, and you've got a balance on your energy. Women in business don't. They let their energy leak all over the place. They don't know how to create energy, and they don't know what gives them energy and what drains their energy. And if we can get that foundation of health and wellness, which health in my books is energy. That's what it is. Energy in your cells, energy in your mind, energy in your spirit, energy in your business, energy in your life, relationships. That's what health is. If we can get that foundation going, we can build on the rest. We can look at the food. We can look at the nutrition. We can look at the, the habits. We can look at the movement. We can look at all of that stuff. But you've got the energy in you to actually freaking do it. That's so mind-blowing because we do think of it as an in and out food in sleep rest activity all gets shoved to the back burner when you work for yourself because all the responsibilities and a million things you're doing by yourself i'll work out later and then you're horizontal on the couch it's so interesting that actually energy comes from different places and you have an actual way to integrate it call it in to use it appropriately And there was something you said, actually, I want to touch on because I don't think we talk about this enough. And I'm only just 41 years in this body and I'm only just understanding how to work with my period cycles as well. Mm. And I bet, let's be naive here, I assume there are so many women who also don't have that understanding of their energy dips in their month, their spikes of energy for creativity and how to work with them. I know coaches who don't like literally will not take calls and things on certain bits of their cycle yes. because their energy is on the floor. Yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that, like snapshots of what we can, how we can work with our cycle. I always love um, using the, the idea of the moon and the moon cycle because it is also a 28 day cycle that we fall into. Most of us, that's the average, but just like the moon goes through phases like waxing and waning and having a full moon and a new moon, that's the same with our menstrual cycles. So I call it my moon cycle. Some days you're illuminated and you have lots of energy and there are new beginnings and other times it's dark moon and you don't have a lot of energy and you kind of just want to be inward looking, not very busy. And then we've got it flux. So it's four weeks that our cycle is actually moving into. And every single week, you can go as deep as to change the nutrients that you have, the way that you exercise, the way that you work, etc., etc. So little snapshots. I love the week just after my menstrual cycle has ended. You stopped bleeding. I mean, I'm like good to go. It feels like the day after I'm like, yes, please let us do all the things. I will fix everything in my life. But then I schedule it that way as well. So I like using my Google calendar, whatever calendar system you use, just to track your cycle, just highlight where you are normally on your cycle so that you can see what weeks you'll have a little bit of energy. Like when you are at your most fertile, when you're in ovulation week, that is such a great week to plan a couple of things that you can be creative with and to really be in that beautiful energy that is so, so feminine, very receptive, very creative, very bringing new things into the world. You're ready for that. You're craving that. Your entire energy is imbued in that. But 
just before you start to bleed, go slower if you can, especially entrepreneurs. Try and schedule it. Like I don't like doing calls on the first day that I bleed because that's my biggest day of like zero energy. My hormones have changed. They've all collapsed onto the floor. I am more sensitive, like literally your energetic body is more sensitive and your skin is more sensitive. And that's why people always say, oh, you're moody. And why do women always pick fights? Because we just can't put up with the bullshit we usually do because we're more sensitive. (laughs) So the slightest thing actually does get to us, but it's because it always gets to us. And I want women to just understand that the things that bother you, that's a principle in my home. My partner knows the things that bother me in my business or in my personal life around the time that I start bleeding, we need to address. I'm not crazy. <laughs> that whole narrative of the crazy woman, I cannot stand that. And the, the hysterical women around her period, that is utter bullshit. That mm-hmm. is your spirit. That is your intuition. That is your inner knowing saying, Hey, hun, the rest of the time you gaslit yourself into saying this doesn't matter. Now you can't look at it, address it. It might be time. Don't do it while you're eating. Give yourself some time to rest. But afterwards, look at it. Say, Okay, great. This is something that always gets to me. Having a call with this person always gets on my nerves. Um, Having the setup in my life, like my office drives me crazy when I am on my period. Why? Maybe my office isn't set up in a way that makes the energy flow and that makes me really happy to be in there. So maybe I need to look at that when I'm not all hyped up on all my hormones. But stop buying into this whole narrative that we have this PMS cycle and we just go crazy and hysterical and that that's just something crazy that women do know. It's there for a purpose. It's actually beautiful. It allows you to go through that life, death, rebirth cycle every month. And that Mm -hmm. makes you a powerful, powerful creator compared to people who don't tap into that energy. So if you're okay with your life, birth, rebirth cycle of your period, of your moon cycle, whatever you want to call it, you'll be okay in business because in business things will grow and then they will die and then you'll need to start over again. And if you can tap into that innate knowing in your cycle, you can tap into that with your business, with your relationships, with your life too. That's a beautiful way to look at it. Business is cyclical, so are we. Because it is. It's very, very true. And we think that it's all going to be plain sailing all the time, but we're not. It's not. We are just... Things come, things go, like our cycle does. I love that so much. What is it about the work you do that brings you so much joy? Why does it light you up? I think because I get to grow and contribute while I serve. So it's Mm. such a beautiful exchange of energy. I learned something from every one of my clients and I am a lifelong student. So as much as I share my wisdom and what I've learned and the the strategies, as well as the emotional side to it, the creative ways of changing your health and wellness. I learn so much through each of them and their stories. And it's just a beautiful thing to observe if you get into that flow of energy of give and take. And I think that's something that women do well. We create community well, we nurture well, we get one simple thing and we can multiply it. We can make a house a home and we can make a business Um, something that's nurturing and actually serves the world where I don't always think our male counterparts are so tapped into that energy. They've got their stuff. I love them. They've got their, their things that they do well, but this is something that I feel like women do well. And just to observe that and to be 
able to bring a little bit of light and healing into the world through my own journey, really, it, it's so, it's so inspiring. And I think that especially with women, mm-hmm. we haven't tapped into how good life can get at all. Oh the yeah. Women has no idea how good they can feel physically, mentally, spiritually, how fulfilling life can really be, how fulfilling relationships can be, their money, food. Oh God, the pleasure food can bring if you're okay with yourself and you are fulfilled and the pleasure that, that your business and your body can bring you. And I think just seeing that in women and helping them get there, it's like, it feels kind of selfish because I feel so good just observing them. And I feel so good helping them because they make me feel so good. But that's why I say it's that cycle of energy. It's that energy exchange all the time. But if, if I can leave your listeners with one thing, you don't know how good it can get. You don't know how good it can get and never stop pursuing there, that there's more pleasure, there's more health, there's more wellness, there's more abundance, there's more fulfillment right around the corner. If you just start asking the right questions and opening your mind to it, um, that's why you came. You came for fun and creation. So remember that while you're busy with your business journey, because you forget and then you freak out. But I promise you, like my godmother and I are reminding ourselves every morning, before we go to work these past couple of days while I'm visiting here, we came for fun. Don't take it too seriously. Oh, and yeah. yourself up to more pleasure, more fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I always ask my, my, my clients this, what do you want to have a bigger experience of in life? You get to choose. You mm. get to choose. This is your creation. Don't like go with what society says. You get to choose what you want to have a bigger experience of. And then open yourself up to that because as women, we love to dream and we love to think about things and we love to imagine, but we're not so great at allowing it into our lives. But the only way for you to experience it is if you actually allow it in, if you're receptive to it. So don't just imagine, don't just wish, don't just dream. Open yourself up and say, I deserve this. I'm going to let this in. I'm going to let this compliment in. I'm going to enjoy this food. I'm going to freaking rest. I'm going to think I look good today. And just allow that bigger experience in whatever it is. I love that so much. Just just hearing you talk about all these things is like receiving a big, warm, verbal, inspiring hug. So motivating, so inspiring, and showing us all what's possible when we do take care of ourselves in the full physical, metaphysical way. And there are so many ways to do it, and we need to pay better attention to ourselves and our bodies as business owners, for sure. So this has been full of wisdom, and I appreciate you so much. So if you'd like to tell the good people where they can find you, listen to you on your beautiful podcast, tell us all the things. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, my website is melissalane.com and all of my offers are on there. I've got a whole bunch of new things coming up. So whether this comes out later in the year or in the future, I'm always flowing with the energy of what my community needs at that time. I'm also on social, Melissa Lane, um, on all of the social media platforms. And then I've got a bunch of things like where you can find my health coaching things, my new monthly membership that's coming out, and then my podcast, the Lifecraft podcast. So I love to serve people 
when it comes to self-development, I really felt like I missed the class on how life works when I was born. So now I get beautiful people to help me just with all the classes I missed before I came into this reality. And we talk about everything, the holisticness of life from finances to relationships, to business, to whatever journey we need to go on in life. We just get people who who share their stories and I share what I've learned so that we can grow. And so I, I always say my podcast is like your little library for life that you can just check out one of the episodes when you need some inspiration or you don't know what the hell you're doing. Then you can just go and listen to the Lifecraft podcast. But other than that, I love to connect with people on social. I really am social on social media. So if you've listened to this, reach out, send me a DM. I love to get to know people. I love people. Um, so yeah, find me, Melissa Lane, on all platforms. Really simple. Love that. And do follow her on Instagram because your photos of where you live are just absolutely stunning. Beautiful landscape, inspiring routines. Just love it. Absolutely just love you. You're a light and thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for coming here and having a deep and wonderful and beautiful conversation with me today. It's been such a pleasure and such an honor. And thank you for creating a space that we can have these types of conversations and that women can tap into to just get real when it comes to business and being a woman in business. I so honor you for that. So thank you so much for creating this space. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful you hit play. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review, especially on Apple and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you love this and think someone else would too, then don't be shy. Share it with them. Let's inspire even more women. And every year I will be offering one woman a coaching scholarship. And the time is now. So if you think you know someone who would benefit from three months of one-to-one business coaching with me, head to the show notes and you'll find all the details and the link to apply. Good luck.